Hey everyone, welcome back. It's me and Alex again with another episode. And in this specific episode, I wanted to talk about inbound leads versus outbound sales, right? What are your thoughts on this, Alex? Uh, so there are a couple different ways you can approach this, right? Because a lot of companies, once they're far enough along, or even in the beginning, they're getting most of their clients from referrals, which could also be counted as inbound leads. Right. Uh, um, but outbound is a, a huge untapped channel for a lot of companies. Right, right. So I like to think of inbound as kind of like fishing, you know. <clears throat> you're throwing like a rod into like a, into like an ocean or something, and then you're just like, hey, what am I going to catch today? Right. Outbound is very direct. It's all about like, you know, using different tactics. And uh, at the same time, it can be very frustrating. Right. So uh, I would say when it comes to inbound for the pros, at least, um, the customer already knows your business. That's why they're submitting a form on your site. That's why they're, they're requesting a demo. Um, the, most of the time, these inbound leads are faster to close because they probably read through your FAQ. Unless you're one of those people that wants people to be kind of like guessing what you're doing and want, want them to hop on the call. But most of the time, they've probably heard of you from a podcast, from Quora, Reddit, you know, some, somewhere else, or probably from a friend, some referral, and they're, they already know what you do. They have a good, they, they know that they need your service or your product, and that's why they're inbound, right? So inbound is usually pretty direct. It's pretty good, um, but that's what I would say it is. Yeah, and especially, like, um, they also qualify themselves, like, one of the things that I like about the leads that come in through our site is they won't just fill out a form once, but sometimes they'll ping us on like every channel. So they'll add us on LinkedIn or they'll hit us up on Twitter and that way we know they're super qualified. Definitely. I mean, remember that one guy who, uh, <laughs> he, what happened with that one guy was that he submitted a form on our site and it was probably like 10 minutes after he submitted a form. He adds me on LinkedIn and he uses one of those paid emails, the emails in LinkedIn mm-hmm. and sends me a LinkedIn message and then he pings me on Twitter and then he follows me on Twitter, and he's like, hey, we really need to talk. I really want lead generation. I want outbound sales. Uh, somebody please respond to me from your team. And then remember I forwarded that person. Yeah, yeah. Right? That, that was, was super he funny. He was a nice guy, too. Yeah, nice guy. You know, inbound leads, right? There yeah. you go. He had an excuse, too. He's like, yeah, I had already filled in the contact form, and the email draft was already written in my email, so I just had to send it. Like, he had an excuse for all Yeah, of- he started sending uh, multiple emails to our team members and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes inbound leads are pretty cool, right? Yeah. But, of course, there's also those shit inbound leads mm-hmm. that like oh i run a bamboo business in kenya and i want to get leads for bamboo i mean we, we get some of those sometimes right or some like random random ass ones from like nigeria or something like that yeah right? if you've listened to any of these podcasts you know that wilson hates bamboo companies <laughs> not a fan of bamboo dude not <laughs> for all like wood companies metal companies and not a fan of those but they could be good leads right some yeah. of them are legit companies right okay so let's talk about some um cons with inbound sure so that's that's the biggest con right you can't pick who comes in um and also yeah you get a lot of joke leads one of the ways you can fight against that is ask qualifying questions before the call so maybe your contact form on your site is like name and email after after they fill that out you definitely don't want to just email everyone who just puts their email address in you want to have some qualification criteria ask them about their project before you get on the phone that way you uh, you don't waste your time. Right, definitely. Especially for those listeners that are in the B2B space, it's very crucial that you understand who you're talking to, 
um, and whether or not they're actually qualified or they're even a good fit for your product, right? Because some people might just not be a good fit and you don't want to be on the wrong page and provide the wrong values. So qualifying the lead is very important. Uh, I know when it comes to like SaaS apps that offer free trial and they charge a really low rate, uh, very self-serve type of non-B2B SaaS apps, they want to make the UX as simple as possible. So they try to remove all the field, the fields from the form. So they just ask for like first name, last name, and email. Uh, for the B2B space, you probably don't want to do that, right? You want more uh, questions about what, what, what they want from you. Uh, you can have comments. You want to maybe know about the company. And what I like the most is asking, where do you hear about us from, mm-hmm. right? Because that allows us to double down on the marketing side for that specific type of channel. Or at least tell the marketing team, hey, this is what's working or these are where our inbound leads are coming in from. And that's where it's not, right? Exactly. And in the B2B space, you don't really even have to worry about them not filling out the forms like you can ask a lot of stuff before they'll bounce yeah we tested this we actually <laughs> started we, we tested that initially with just first name last name company and email and then we started adding more and more fields and hey people are still filling it out at the same rate and there's actually not that many form abandonments so it's pretty good well let's talk about outbound right sure. outbound we live and die by outbound <laughs> right we provide outbound services we do outbound ourselves we eat our own dog food we love outbound uh it's in our genes we're hustlers and salesmans and, you know, just growth guys, you know, we love outbound. We do. Um, and the reason we do is, is there are a lot of, of pros to it. The first is that it's predictable and scalable, right? Once you have an outbound system that you know works, you'll basically be able to predict your sales forever as long as that holds. Right. So, for example, if you know that you can um, close certain amount of deals in a week with this amount of staff, you know, you can always just double down on that and just keep hiring, right? And then you can figure out the loophole. Okay, now I have more leads coming in from my SDRs. Maybe I just need to hire one or two more AEs, right? So you can you know how to scale out that process and then you know how to continue building while using something that already works, right? And you, you can also create like training manuals to train the new staff and like ramp them up along the way so you can build out a very predictable and scalable sales team with outbound. So it's definitely very good. Right, and it's different from inbound because inbound might not be as predictable. One one week you might get 60 leads and then another week you might get one. Yeah, especially during the holidays, man. We yeah. don't like holidays. Entrepreneurs should hate holidays. <laughs> right, you know, everyone's like taking their time off. Uh, another great thing about outbound is that it, in the beginning you can just do it yourself. It's just cold emailing, right? Uh, you can just come up with the whole list yourself. You can build the list yourself. Uh, just pretty much test to see if people are even willing to use your product. You don't have to necessarily be selling it. You can use it for pre-sales, of course, but you can also use Outbound just to test whether or not people even have an interest for your product. Like if you send out, you, you, you take like maybe a couple hours to build a list of 100 prospects or whatever, and then you send it out to them to test your product. If you get a certain amount of responses, you know that you have product that people want. So it's a great way to actually start in the beginning. You can do it yourself, very cost-effective. It costs, what, like $0? Zero, other than yeah, your, just your, time. your Gmail depends, account. It depends what your hourly rate is, right? Right. But of course, you can also outsource that process as well, right? Yeah, to us. So. Um, the other thing worth noting here is, um, yeah, you can do it yourself. And you can't. It's, it's not just good for testing at the beginning of a business, but anytime you want to enter a new business or a new vertical or you want to launch a new side project, cold emailing is... I'd say the perfect way to launch anything like that. Yeah, so it, it could be very, um, how should I say? It could be very cheap, it could be very cost-effective, and it's very buildable and scalable, right? Another thing that's very good about Outbound is that you can actually do a lot of research, right? You determine who you're reaching out to, you determine what to say to that person, 
is pretty much all in your playbook, right? If the ball is in your court, you, you can do the research on them first, so you can make every the, the contact uh, much more personalized. Mm-hmm. You can make the engagement much more high, and it's just much more direct, right? Yeah, and this is a huge difference from inbound, right? Because rather than getting whatever's coming your way, any, any goofball who fills out your contact form, um, you'll be able to pick the exact people that you're going after. Right, for example, if you're trying to do inbound and targeting, like, the CEO of Bank of America, mm-hmm. good luck. Yeah, he's going to have to find your blog post <laughs> or something to come to you. He has to go do, like, four or six gatekeepers to yeah. tell him that, hey, dude, we found this awesome blog post or ebook that we downloaded, white paper, whatever. But with Outbound, you can find his email and then, hey, give it a shot, right? Hey, you might not get a response, but at least you're starting somewhere and you're, you're probably building up towards the gatekeepers. You could even send him the white paper. Right, yeah, you can send him the white paper, right? Instead of just having him find it, right? You can just send it directly to him. Be like, hey, I'm not selling you anything yet, but, you know, here's a white paper that we have to offer for you, right? Yeah, it's also, yeah, like you said, fast results. And it builds trust, too. Um, Especially if a company, like, maybe they've seen your retargeting ads or they've seen some of your inbound marketing, um, but they just haven't felt like they needed to reach out. If you do an outbound to them, they'll respond, um, you know. Right, outbound is a great way to pretty much remind um, the people that already seen you around and it's kind of like retargeting ads, right? You, mm-hmm. You're able to kind of remind them again uh, and it's really quick results. So that's one thing I like about Outbound. It's pretty direct, it's quick, it's effective and it works. It just works like it works quickly, right? If the person is interested, they will just schedule a call with you right away and you have a demo coming along your way. Right, so Outbound seems like the ultimate choice. But in order to frame this correctly, we got to go over some of the cons. So what are some of the cons of Outbound? Well, one thing about Outbound that's pretty bad is that, you know, people don't like to be interrupted, right? They don't like to be cold called. They don't like to be cold emailed. So uh, this could be like a lot of interruption. And at the same time, Outbound has a really bad rep. Because traditionally what happens is that salespeople pick up like uh, the phone and they, they have it yellow page book and they just start hounding down on people that's what's considered was outbound nowadays we have like you know code emails we have these like social prospecting there's so many different things you can do like leveraging linkedin and all these other channels that makes outbound such such a different way a unique way to create these point of engagements but at the end of the day i would say outbound until today the majority of people still think about outbound as something that people don't really like right they still think it's spam email or they don't like it um the other thing is you feel like you're using some old, sk- old school uh, sales tactics when you're cold emailing people. Definitely. I, st- I mean, I still think we, we still do sometimes when we're sending out outbounds, right? Uh, we still try to track the analytics and we try to see if people are opening the email and we don't get a response. We're always wondering what are they thinking, right? Like, oh, man, it's another one of these sales guys trying to hound me down, right? So. Yeah, you get, so, <laughs> you get so personally involved with every lead. It's not like inbound where everyone's semi-interested. If you reach out to a list of 100 people, like you're thinking about each of those 100 people as you're sending an email. Yeah. So yeah, it's psychologically uh, a little frustrating. It's also very time-consuming to send Right, out. so that's one of the bad things about Outbound is that it's very, very, very time-consuming. Right? You have to do your research. You have to craft these emails. You have to do your follow-up. You have to go back and forth. You have to hop on the phone. There's a lot of interaction. There's a lot of uh, just time, re- uh, resourceful kind of stuff that you have to put into it in order to make it great, right? So at the same time, when you're not getting responses, it could be very frustrating and stressful. Yeah. Okay, so now we, now we wanted to go over if Outbound's right for you, right? Because it works for a lot of industries. Some industries it doesn't work too well for. Uh, the main one is anything in the business-to-consumer space, like 
a free mobile app probably wouldn't be good for outbound. Right, uh, right. Because of ROI, right? It takes too long. Right. Uh, so make sure um, that you have a very strong ROI for your product. You have to make sure your lifetime value is actually high enough for you to even invest in that channel to do the outbound, right? Because if you're just looking for a user growth like Facebook at that time in the very beginning, they said all we wanted was the user signups. For a free product, it doesn't make any sense to put two sales guys going through 200 leads a day. It just doesn't make sense. Even if all 200 convert, that's only 400 people right. off of two sales guys, right? So that's not enough to hit that uh, massive growth that they're looking for for like a B2C company. Right. It does work really well, though, if you're any sort of SaaS company, especially if you're, um, you know, you're selling for a couple hundred dollars a month. Works really well. Any services agencies works well. And then also other industries, insurance, energy, like, Every solar leads. industry, solar leads is something yeah. we've been working on recently and uh, commercial real estate. Yeah, pretty much as long as you feel that you can create an account base with one of your clients and that that specific client can give you a strong return over the years, then you, you should invest in the outbound channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I guess that wraps it up for this one. You can follow me on Twitter at WilsonPang8 and Alex at Alex Berman. See you guys in the next one.